Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. 95.7 The Game's John Dickinson has been with the Warriors every day throughout the championship era. Half-court, the Warriors start to celebrate. The one-time darlings are now a dynasty. And now, he brings you the latest scoops on the back-to-back champs. He's looking good to go. And exclusive player interviews. What's up, Dub Nation? It's your boy, Stephen Curry. This is Warriors Weekly. On the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, John Dickinson. And welcome in, Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson joined from the road, that's right, from Toronto, the NBA Finals, outside of the United States for the first time, and Sam Amick of The Athletic. The great Sam Amick joins me for this podcast. Uh, Sam, really appreciate the time, and uh, this is kind of cool being up here the last couple of days. It is, brother. With uh, Well, certainly, thank you for having me, as always. It's been a little while. But, J.D., with all due respect to the fine people of Cleveland, whose city we enjoyed for the last four years, I would be lying to you if I didn't also admit that it is, I mean, the energy in Toronto is cool. The history that comes with there having never been a finals game outside of America is neat. And these fans and these people in general, I mean, they're, they're jazzed, they're fired up, and it's going to be a good time. And, and it really is interesting because you, you look at, you know, I'm used to and you're used to and we're all used to the Warriors having the home court advantage and, and this series starting in Oakland the last four years. It, it does bring a little different vibe, at least through Sunday. Now, if the Warriors wind up winning the game one, and then maybe Toronto's in a spot where they're tight, and you know it, it could maybe go the other way fast, but at least for the, the full weekend, there's going to be a belief uh, among the folks up here and among the, the folks associated with the Raptors, players, coaches included, that they can win this series. Right. No, for sure. Even, honestly, like anecdotally for you and I, having been on this path with them for so many years now. I mean, when it's on the other side, you know, I have regular real-life stuff going on leading up to media day. I'm figuring out, you know, saying goodbye to the kids in the morning, driving down to media day. This is a whole different ball of wax. I mean, for the Warriors' purposes, certainly feels like you are in, quote-unquote, enemy territory. You know what I mean? You are starting on the opposing team's floor, and this is a Raptors team that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what my hard, firm prediction is. We'll get into that later. But I think they're going to give them a go. It's a really good squad. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. We were talking about setting up doing this a couple of weeks ago, and I think when I originally said, hey, let's do something for the finals, the Eastern finals were 2 nothing Milwaukee at that point. And I know you had been around the Bucks during the, the regular season, and, and a fascinating story they are. But the, the Raptors, equally so, especially when you look at, Everything going on with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is playing just spectacular. He's playing through injury, clearly, although the time off helps him with that, certainly. But, I mean, there are a lot of fascinating storylines. No, they got, they, got, they got five days. Well, what will amount to five days? It hasn't been five days yet. What day is this? Nine, like, like your squad. No, nine, no, nine is, yeah, nine for the second time in three years. Think about that, figuring out what the heck you're going to do. We'll get to the Warriors' side of it in a minute, because I thought they were 
incredibly loose today. Clay Thompson, loose and light as always. Draymond Green, just Draymond is like he he's just in a different place. I mean, he's just he's laughing and smiling and saying what's on his mind again, which I think was something he kind of got away from a little bit the last couple of years. Not to divert that way, or, or maybe we will divert that way and come back to Kawhi either way, but the Warriors really struck me today as loving life and enjoying this whole process of maybe being on the road initially in a series and having it be a different... I mean, they, they're walking by all of us as we're you know there in the press conference and headed out on the floor, and they're laughing, smiling. You had you know Kyle Lowry speaking of Draymond Green as Draymond Green was walking by to head toward the locker room, and there was both kind of a smile and a nod between the two. Literally, the question had just been asked about Kawhi and Draymond and their defensive prowess and, and and you know Kyle Lowry's answer to that question as Draymond's walking by and Draymond kind of smiles and Kyle Lowry I don't know if he changed his answer but he certainly acknowledged you know the fact that Draymond was there kind of with a nod there's a lot of a lot of fun storylines in this one no I'm with you I mean your Draymond observations I would agree with he's in a very good place living his best life seems to I mean he'll talk about his significant other, you know, the, the, the lady in his life who has, you know, certainly had a positive impact by all appearances. Being a father, you know, the relationship with his mom. I talked to his mother the night that they beat the plays, uh, Portland in the conference finals about all the text messages that she'd been sending him to tell him to, you know, stop messing with the refs and, and just where he's at. And she agreed, like, kind of like you said, that he's in a really good place. He's focusing on the game, trying to be as mature as possible. Um, and it was loose today. Uh, it's funny because I'm a sucker for I don't like doing the press conference setting all that much because I don't have to. I have a different type of role. And I'm always looking for more of, like, the connecting conversation. So I look over at one of the podiums. And a, and a somewhat lonely-looking Kavan Looney was over there with a very small crowd, and I had a chance to go talk to Kavan. Now, a different Warriors character, but same exact mood that you're talking about. Very light, in a great place. We actually had a, a fun little chat about the impact he had against Houston in the second round and how Mighty Antoni, upon reflecting on that series, had been raving about Kavan and the job that he did. But they're in a good place. Um, but again, it's a, a really good Raptors team. And basketball-wise, uh, you know, I don't know how you see it. I think this thing is going to be pretty tight. Yeah, it should be pretty tight. I'm interested in, you know, anytime there's a series like this, it's who's playable and, and who's not playable. And, and I think the Raptors have the Raptors have as many playables at least coming into this thing as as really I think anybody has the last few years during this this Warriors run at least initially and you, you never know you know is, is Kyle Lowry going to be able to make shots is Van Vliet going to be able to make shots will Danny Green make a shot after yeah. basically not making one for the entire Eastern Finals so I think the Warriors are low-key like a little bit afraid of Danny Green right now like they feel like for one he might wake up for the sole purpose of jamming them up because he has history against the Warriors. And and Danny Green's the kind of guy that, I mean, he might be 3 for 30, and then he might be 20 for 30. I covered the finals where he was breaking finals records, you know, as a member of the Spurs against Miami, hitting threes. He can't do it. He just hasn't played well of late. They do, like you, you know, like you said, John, they have players who we are going to find out if they can play. So Pascal Siakam, I think, is a really good matchup against Draymond. That is going to be a fun one. But then you get into the Marcus Alls. Mark has been a wonderful addition to this Raptors team on both ends of the floor. I'll say this, though. Watching him, I wonder, against the Warriors, can he play? That's the thing. And if you can play Mark off the floor, huge edge in the Warriors' uh, side of things. You know, 
that is the big one, and, and that's been getting analyzed on the eastern side of things through the Philly series, through the Milwaukee series. You know, Brooke Lopez made life easy on Marcus Gasol. You know what I mean? He he just didn't match up in the way that the Warriors will. And, and that's the idea. I mean, the more they play Draymond at the five, the better, I think, to be honest. You know, we'll see how much time DeMarcus gets out there. You know, that's another whole conversation that seems a tiny bit uncomfortable. You know, it's just a tough time to reintegrate a guy like that uh, coming off an injury like he had. So, you know, those are all the different subplots here. Sam Amick joining me, Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game, NBA Finals Edition from Toronto. Man, we, we, we talk about one thing and two other things pop up that, that I want to get into. I, we will get back to Kawhi, and I know we want to, you know, I don't want to keep you too long here, but the two injury notes for the Warriors on their side of things, Durant out for Game 1, obviously. It's pretty iffy for Game 2. I mean, he hasn't been on the court yet, but the interesting thing that Steve Kerr said today is, well, he's got to get back court work, which is probably a few days, minimum. Then he's got to practice. And my takeaway, and I'm interested to get your takeaway, my takeaway when he, and we've got to get him on the practice floor, Steve Kerr saying, and it, it seems like Steve is concerned with the momentum that has been built up with this group without him, and I take it a step farther. I mean, he was extremely noncommittal, and, and granted, Cousins is still injured, but, I mean, my read on that was he really doesn't want to drop Cousins right into the middle of the finals. Well, that guy that I mentioned earlier, Mr. Looney, has done a really nice job. And, you know, this is the time of year where the if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality more you know, more often than not would rule the day. And even with a guy like Kevin Durant, as crazy as that sounds, and look, I mean, the Warriors, if Durant's healthy, they'll play Durant. It, it might be a matter of get him one practice. Not to mention that, no offense to DeMarcus, but Kevin is the priority in free agency. You can't be insulting Kevin Durant right now. It's two different, it's two different scenarios completely, but I thought the, the similar answers were interesting because it was, it was almost as if Steve was saying, hey, if Kevin Durant needs a practice... DeMarcus, don't like you might not be playing. The thing Steve couldn't say, and, and I'm always reticent to, I'm never going to try to speak for another person, but I, I think, I, you know, hypothetically speaking, if you could tell Steve Kerr, you know, hey, you can make a deal with the devil, and I guarantee you the championship again, and in the process, you're going to tick off Kevin Durant and probably lose him, and you're going to tick off DeMarcus Cousins and probably lose him, he might take it. You know what I mean? Like, teams in general, not just Steve, everybody in the NBA, you do not take championships lightly, which is maybe a decent segue to the Kawhi conversation, right? Because he's a free agent. And I, you know, I do firmly believe that he might win the whole thing if they could, you know, pull the upset, beat the Warriors, and then still walk away. And I don't think the Raptors would have an ounce of regret for the decision they made to trade for him, even if they couldn't bring him back, because the championship, again, is that valuable. And, and I think you do have to do whatever it takes at all costs to get that. And Kawhi's a remarkable case, because, I mean, you, you, we talk about reading the room, and, you know, what, what does this mean? And you're right, you don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but just, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a freaking robot. I mean, that's my takeaway. To, I mean, he is just on the court. He's unbelievable. I mean, he's very relaxed in the press conference setting and not uncomfortable at all, but but also just extremely just robotic and straight and deadpan. And, I mean, everything that, that, that we've known Kawhi Leonard to be, clearly he's more than that, and his teammates will tell you that he's, you know, I, I, he's got a personality. And, I mean, Pascal Siakam spent two minutes trying to 
trying to darn it, he's got a personality. He's normal. Trying to explain how normal he was, which was kind of that was one of the funnier parts of the the press conference. Uh, but but yeah, Kawhi. I mean, where do you think he's at health wise? Where do you think he's at as far as just his lot with the Raptors? And where is he at in terms of would he be the guy in your mind that could win a championship and leave? Yes, a hundred percent. In fact, I'm gonna when we're done having our fun chat here. I'm gonna later today write a column talking about Kawhi and that idea. The Clippers still feel behind the scenes very confident about their chances. That I just like. Let me repeat that. Like the Clippers, first of all, of all teams, still feel fairly confident behind the scenes, despite the fact that the guy they want to get is in the NBA Finals, is having the kinds of moments with his current team that are literally compelling artists in the city of Toronto to put pictures of him on the side of brick buildings, um, yet they still feel fairly confident behind the scenes. That's incredible to me, and it does speak to a couple things. For one, Kawhi, his personality, and the fact that if he truly does want to just play in his home city of L.A., he you know grew up in Moreno Valley outside of L.A., then there's nothing you can do to change that. And even from a very relatable human standpoint, this is gonna, kind of a funny you know, side note, the flight I took out yesterday, now granted, Kawhi Leonard will never again in his life be flying you know, in a middle seat on United like I did. Different, different quality of, of travel. A little different, a little different. But nonetheless, like I go Sacramento to Chicago to Toronto, and by the end of the day, I'm like, man, Toronto is a long-ass way away. <laughs> like, it's just... It's yes, a, it is. It's a long ways away. Pardon the French. But um, Kawhi, you know, I do think he w- could very, very, very possibly be willing to walk away. And I also think another factor that should and could probably scare the Raptors is that Kawhi quietly has, like, as much confidence in himself as anybody in the NBA. And I've seen it throughout the course of his career... And the reason I think that could hurt the Raptors is that I think any any guy who's insecure at all who might just look at like man this Raptors thing is really good and I should I'm gonna regret walking away from it maybe I shouldn't do that he doesn't have that is what you're saying he's like I'll bring my thing to the Clippers and we'll do it there too because that's how good I am I mean I'll, I've told this story recently I always remember Kawhi a couple years into the league was doing his thing on the defensive end was scoring maybe 14 15 points a game. And he plays at the Garden one night, and the New York media wanted to talk to him about, do you think you could ever score the ball consistently like a Carmelo Anthony? And at the time, Melo was still Melo in the New York chapter. He could score, and maybe not as much else, but he could score. He could definitely score. And, and Kawhi just, just looked at everybody, thought they were crazy. And he's like, yeah, I could do that. And people kind of mocked him at the time, you know. And I remember thinking back then, like, I mean, I, I thought it was a stretch. But it's, it was something interesting about this guy who had this belief in himself to be that kind of a player. Now he's that and so much more. And, and I think that belief, you know, might possibly be what compels him to, to relocate again. And I mentioned this to you earlier in the day when we were over at the arena. And it's, it's something that we've talked about on, on the Warriors This Week show with Matt Steinmetz. The fascinating component to what if Kawhi Leonard wins a title with the Spurs, which he's already done, wins one with the Raptors, and then maybe goes and he's a headliner somewhere else. I mean, nobody's ever... We were going back in our mind, like, who's won three ever? I mean, that you talk about different challenges, and obviously the Raptors aren't the favorite in this series, but, I mean, that 
doesn't have you've got no. I mean Shaq, Kareem, I mean you're in that ilk. Ron obviously did too, you know, but but he stopped it too so far anyway and looks like most likely it'll end it too. I mean that would be a very unique legacy and that is I mean listen, this is something else I'm going to write about like Doc Rivers of all people, Clippers coach. Oh, just so happened to be on ESPN today, which I just thought or maybe last night, whenever it was. And it, you know, and Doc as as great as he is in a press conference setting, Doc does not do analyst work anymore. So the timing of that, yes, I'm being a cynic. I, I don't think it's a mistake. The Clippers are very smart. They're getting the voice out here right now. But Doc mentions on his appearance that Kawhi Leonard is the closest that we've had in this league to Michael Jordan. And it's like, well, interesting. Oh, by the way, Kawhi also loved Michael Jordan growing up. You know, way to kind of strike that chord. Um, but he is. I mean, that's the path he's on if he keeps doing this thing. I mean, the conversation... I'm digressing even more again, J.D., but like the conversation in this league right now about greatest player uh, of them all is a great one because there's a lot of names in that in that list, and it's a good debate. Kawhi's in there, KD, Giannis, LeBron certainly at his kind of elderly state, um, but Kawhi is, is incredible on both ends. We'll go rapid fire here on a couple with you. If Kevin Durant doesn't play a game in the NBA Finals... How does this how does this series shake out in your mind? Um, I mean, listen, they will rapid fire speed it up, Sammy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Warriors in seven, uh, and and my guy Marcus Thompson, friend and colleague at the Athletic, gave me a hard time about the idea that that I would make the Warriors fans suffer through a loss in Game Six at the last game at Oracle, and I said, no, 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 I'll fix that. So it'll be they'll be down three two, and then they'll have to win the last two. But uh, you know. I think it'll be competitive, and and I think they they can beat the Raptors without Kevin. I've I've written that they need Kevin. I'm almost going against what I've written, um, but there are mitigating factors on the Raptors side, and you know, and we'll see. I mean, maybe not. Maybe Kawhi will average 40, and they'll they'll be hurting big time without KD. What do you think that? What's your read on Durant? I mean, at this point, I mean, obviously nobody knows. He's got to get back on the court. He's he's got to go through a practice, as Steve Kerr mentioned today. But I mean, the timeline. Once you get past Sunday, it gets a little tighter. I mean, it's Wednesday, Friday. You know, you don't have the extra day. I mean, what what, what do you think the most likely scenario is there? I mean, it just right now it feels like it's a ways off, and and then it, and then you get into like how is the series going, and that is a pretty fascinating discussion. Just about how okay if they're if they're down, you know, two zero. If they drop these two games in Toronto, then he can maybe save the day. So maybe there's incentive. I mean, I, listen. First of all, Kevin, Steve Kerr, the rest of them, they would probably laugh at this segment and say, no, it's pretty simple. Like when he's healthy, he will play, and that probably is the the God's honest truth. But nonetheless, the scenarios for in terms of the narrative are interesting. Is he going to be in a position to save the day? Is he going to be in a position to maybe quote-unquote mess it up? I'm not saying that's what he would be doing, but like that's what people will talk about if the, the adjustment doesn't go well. No doubt. I mean, if it's 1-1 and they go home and lose Game 3 and he comes back in Game 3 or they're up 2-1 and he comes back in Game 4, and they, I mean, the, all of those scenarios are, are on the table. It's on the doorstep of free agency. That's what's crazy. I mean, we're a couple weeks away. And and this stuff is going to be is going to really define how we talk about you know this part of his Warriors tenure and maybe the end if he ends up leaving. So we'll see. And final one for you here as we wrap it up, Warriors Weekly Podcast ninety five seven. The game we touched on a little bit. Do you, do you think the the Warriors will have a a Demarcus Cousins issue in this series with him wanting to play and maybe them holding him out? It, that was one of my general takeaways 
today. I didn't think it would be an issue coming out of today. I'm. It's something I definitely would want to keep an eye because it sounds like he is ready and wants to contribute, and Steve Kerr was pumping the brakes a little bit. Uh, I'm going to steal a term from Jerry Colangelo, longtime you know, NBA lifer, uh, but also Team USA architect, who constantly talks about players who have you know, capital in the program, investment in the program. The truth is, in the bigger scope of the Warriors story, DeMarcus doesn't, to me, have the kind of capital in the program that would compel Steve Kerr to do him any quote-unquote favors. If you're mad about it and, and you want to leave, you're probably leaving anyway. Right. And, and Steve, again, I go back to the beginning. The, I mean, I already struck the same chord and, and used the same tone talking about Kevin Durant, of all people. Like that idea that Steve would pick the championship over everything else. I think that certainly applies to the DeMarcus situation, too. Um, he's going to do what is best for the team and then deal with whatever consequences there are. The great Sam Amick of The Athletic. Check out all his stuff. Sam, really appreciate the time. I'm going to let you go right as long as you don't fall asleep first. Maybe a little short nap to get the synapses, you know, refreshed. But we'll get there. Brief nap. Sam, always a pleasure, my man. Really appreciate it. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.